know what's the most they can do. And you're like, well, it all depends. Like there's a lot of- There's a lot that goes yeah. into when we look at it. They feel like it's a test they have to pass. Right. And it's not. I right. mean, this is not something that you learn in, in school. They don't teach you right. how to buy a home. Right. It, if I wasn't in, I would tell people this, if I was not in the, in the industry I'm in, I'd have no clue. I actually had a, an older couple who hadn't owned the home in quite some time and I got a text from her the day of closing. She's like, oh my God, I'm so glad that we have a home again. I have to figure out a way in, in the corporate world to still feel like I'm serving someone. So hopefully this is helps take out some of the anxiety. Yeah. A lot of people have when they purchase a home because they just don't know what's happening. Right. Um, and hopefully help them feel like they're making a good decision. We're Erica Radis and Marie Lifschultz, a San Antonio area realtor and lender, but most importantly, we're working moms. The goal of this podcast is to provide support and a sense of community to San Antonio area working moms like us. So join us in trying to find a balance between career, family, and everything in between. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Working Moms of San Antonio podcast. For this week, we're talking about um, what a typical initial lender appointment looks like uh-huh. since we're both in the real estate industry. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I want to know because I, when uh-huh. buyers come, yep. you know, I typically say you got to meet with a lender first because we've got to know what you can spend. And so I want to know what that appointment looks like once I send them over to you. Got it. <laughs> So each lender is going to be a little different. Um, so I like to feel, you know, I'm, I am part of a, a large bank, right. but I like it to feel like a hometown, small town bank. So um, it's really right now, a lot of it's virtual. So um, ideally, I would love people to come in and meet with me in person. Yeah. So they get to know me, but that doesn't happen very often. So typically, um, if someone's referred to me or they reach out, um, I like to set up an initial call. Okay. So whether it's a Zoom call, if they're comfortable with that, or just a phone call. And a lot of times my goal is to get an idea of what their purchase goals are. Meaning, okay. you know, yes, I want them to buy a home, but I also want it to be within their budget, right? right? So a lot of times when a lender is looking at whether you qualify or not, there's a lot of things that come into your expenses that we don't see. Like, I don't know your savings, your savings goals, your retirement goals. We don't take that into account when we're figuring out what kind of payment you can afford. Um, we don't look at daycare costs, stuff right. like that, right? Private school costs, if you have that and so forth. So initially, I want to know, my first question typically is, you know, what's going to, what's the you know, ideal payment that would fit into your budget. Let's talk about your budget right, first. Right. So it's not necessarily what's the max you can qualify for yeah. because I know people sometimes want to know that. They want to know that. Oh, yeah. And I sometimes will call you and be like, you know, buyer, you know, so-and-so. They just want to know what's the most they can do. And you're like, well, it all depends. Like, there's a lot of... There's a lot that goes yeah. into when we look at it. So, so in the, and in that initial appointment, do they need to have some documents ready or? Not necessarily. My my first call is just getting an idea, a feel for what their financial goals are. I see. Now, if you go online and apply online, you can do that for a lot of people without even having a conversation. There's not going to be someone on that other end keeping you within your budget. So a lot right. of times with someone like, I don't know what I qualify. I'm not sure about my budget. That's okay. We'll have that conversation. Um, so I asked them a lot of questions relating to expenses and what they're, you know, is this going to be your forever home? Yeah. Is this going to be, is this a, you know, what type of home? How's this home going to work for you? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I do feel uh, buying a home is a first step in building wealth. Sure. It's the biggest asset Absolutely. you'll have eventually. 
So, um, and it's a big decision. It's a lot of money. The homes yeah. aren't cheap anymore. So um, having that conversation, at least so at that time, we set you up to have the best possible uh, experience. Right. So after that initial call, a lot of times, depending on the situation, but most of the time I will send some kind of electronic link either okay. via email, text, or I direct them to a website where they can take their time and apply online. Typically, an application is going to take you 10, 15 minutes to, to f- fill out. And the basic information that you're going to be giving to a lender is going to be uh, where you've lived for the past two years, where you've worked for the past two years, um, what you feel your your monthly income is going to be, how much um Money you have savings and retirement assets, that kind of thing. And if you own any other property, and you'll answer, you'll answer a few questions about your intentions for the home that you're applying for, right? Okay. How you're going to use that house. So right. whether you're using the home, uh, the house as a primary residence, meaning you're going to live in that home, mm-hmm. versus oh, this is a vacation home, this is my second home, right. or maybe it's an investment property that you're looking to have renters or Airbnb or something like that. So mm-hmm. those type of questions will be asked via the the application. And and those type of like the use of the home, mm-hmm. I know that we've talked about how um that makes your interest rate vary. Yep. And that interest rate makes your payment vary. Yes. So you have to know that kind of stuff. And so it's super, super important for the buyers to be very upfront with the lender. <laughs> yeah. You know, about and you know, and tell them kind of what's really going on. So and we've also had this conversation where on the real estate side, we don't always get all of the information. So people are not comfortable talking with real estate agents about like their financial situation yeah. sometimes. I think, I think they're uncomfortable in general. I think if they feel like it's a test they have to pass. Right. And it's not. I right. mean, this is not something that you learn in, in school. They don't teach you right. how to buy a home. Right. It, if I wasn't in, I would tell people this, if I was not in the in the industry I'm in, I'd have no clue. Yeah. And there and the rules change, which is it's not fun. Um the the how we look at loans changes right. on the on often just because um have you ever heard the term of weighing risk? Weighing risk of something, um, that changes over time because time change, right? Right. Um, right now, um, we're in uh January of 2023. Rates are volatile. Rates have um last year rates went up quite a bit, interest rates, that is. And um, we knew that rates would have to eventually come up. We didn't know it was going to come up that fast. Right. And it just changes. And uh, rates are drived, are driven by the market, which is government, what's going on in the world. And there's a lot of things you just can't predict. Right. Um, so I don't have a crystal ball to tell me. Sure. <laughs> but um, the way banks say, hey, are you a good um, risk for me to take? Right. They have to be able to measure the ability of you to be able to repay that loan. Right. And so obviously credit score falls into that category. It's not my, if I had a if I had the, all the power, it wouldn't be the way I would like to rate a person. Sure. Credit score, high or low, is basically the measurement of how likely you're going to be able to repay. Right. But it's derived on how much debt you have or how much credit you have available to you. Right. Well, if you're a person who has no debt, it's very possible you might not have a lot of credit. Right. You might not have a credit score. Yes. I've had clients like that where yeah. they've paid cash for everything their whole lives. And so they've had no credit. Correct. You know, so the bank doesn't have a way to measure, right? Measure you um, the risk of, you know, the likelihood that you repay the loan. So they have to use alternative methods, which 
in their eyes feels is an additional risk. So it adds maybe a higher interest rate or the cost for that interest rate will change for that particular buyer. So at the end of the day, when I tell people like, hey, yes, interest rates are important. Yes, uh, all, all those things are important. At the end of the day, you have to feel comfortable with that monthly payment, right. period. Interest rates come and go. Refinances are there. So we can help you and find a way to save money. Right. But if you find the home of your dreams, you find the home that you want, a good investment, a great second home, whatever the case is, the home isn't the most important versus what the interest rate is. The interest right. rate will fluctuate. Um, you could always refinance. We can find, like I said, at the end of the day, you want to feel comfortable with the monthly payment. Can I make this sure. payment on time and so forth? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, so once they submit this application online, mm-hmm. then what happens? You ask for more documentation? Or- so, yeah. So along with the, so the way I handle this, a lot of times I'll, I'll prep them like, hey, there's going to be some documentation that I'll need physically from you. So, um, Typically, I'm looking at if you're uh, pay stubs, uh, some tax uh, forms, your W-2s, if you're self-employed, your uh, personal tax returns, maybe business returns if you file those types of you know uh, tax returns. Um, and so I want to review those numbers for you. If, if, it's hard to believe a lot of people don't really know how much they're paid. They know yeah. what comes into their bank account. They sure. know what's, what their net is after taxes, insurance comes out of your right. your paycheck, but a lot of them don't know what their gross income is, and that's how you're qualified. You're qualified um, off of your gross income. Um, so I look at those numbers. Um, I then pull. So I have to have paperwork to review. So sure. you'll submit those documents. Um, then you'll also um, obviously you'll give once you fill out the application, you're you're giving us the lender uh, permission to pull credit. Okay. So I pull credit at the same time. Now, when you pull credit, is it a hard credit pull? It is. Okay. So you want a hard pull. Um, and I'll, there's a lot of uh, stuff out there where, hey, it's going to affect your credit score. Um, it does. So when you when someone does a hard pull on your credit, they're pulling all three bureaus. Okay. So Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Okay. Um, and what that does is not every debt or account that you have reports to all three. Oh, okay. So like if you have, let's say, um, I don't know, a Chase credit card, um, that credit card might not report to every bureau. So that's why, so like a lot of times they're like you you use um, like your, your credit app to right. see your credit score. They might use one of the bureaus yeah. to help you monitor your credit, which is good. That's a yeah. good thing no, to do. No, my credit looks excellent on that app. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good. <laughs> it might not show everything. For example, yeah. if you have a and everybody does. Everybody has some kind of cell phone collection of some sort, oh. or they have some medical bill that yeah. that you never got a bill for that's on your credit report. Now that's supposed to be coming off here soon, but um, that might report to just one bureau, and okay. that will affect that score. I see. So when we pull a tri merge, which is all the three uh, bureaus, uh, you have a high, you'll have a middle score, you'll have a low score. So the middle score out of the three would be what we use for qualifying. Yeah. So um, that's how that looks. Um, but to people, the the myth or not myth, but people say, oh, it affects your credit, your, your credit score. It doesn't affect it when I pull it. Okay. The date that I'm pulling it is being affected by whatever's on your credit report that day. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's not current. So a lot of time, you know, the app that you use on your, uh, your credit card app or whatever, yeah. that's more of a consumer report. And what that does is it's, it's, it's somewhat real time. So as you make a payment, you'll see that score go up, oh. right? You'll see that kind of bounce up a few points yeah. or whatever, because when you make a payment, you're now um, opening up credit 
available to that it's going to be available to you so that's yeah. a positive thing having credit available that you can use yeah um but when i pull credit it's a snapshot in time so it might not show the most recent payment that you made it might be a month behind right because it doesn't catch up that fast yeah yeah and honestly i feel like we could probably do a whole other episode oh yes on credit <laughs> about what credit is and yeah. what determines if it's good or bad and, you know, mm -hmm. risk factors and different things like that. So that might be an episode for a different time if people care about credit. I mean, there's so much to know that I, I there's don't a lot. Know. There's a yeah. lot to know about that. Um, so when I pull credit um, and you asked about it, because people are like, oh, is it going to be a hard pull? The hard pull, the reason, because you're going to have an inquiry that shows up on your credit report. Now, that inquiry typically won't show up for 30 days. So if you were to pull your credit today, and then let's say in March, pull your credit again, that inquiry is now there. So typically on average, depending on what's being reported, it's about a two to three point, I guess, hit oh, I see. to say. So it's not huge, but yeah. again, it's also in combination with other things being reported at that time. Right, and I guess if you were sort of on the borderline um, yeah. of qualifying, yeah. somebody might have a concern about if Correct. that was gonna happen. You know, a couple of points maybe makes yeah. a difference sometimes. But in order for a, a lender to truly see, hey, do you qualify? They they need to have that. There's really no way to truly yeah. understand your finances without seeing it. Yeah. So. No, that's true. That's true. Um. So, okay. So now we're at the step where they've applied. Mm -hmm. You've requested additional documentation. So then you guys review that documentation yep. and that determines if they can be pre-approved or not. And then we get to do the fun stuff on our side. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you'll hear the, the term of pre-qualified versus pre-approval. Uh -huh. You want a pre-approval because what that means is an underwriter's reviewed your credit. They reviewed the documentation that you've sent in. And now you have the ability that, hey, this is a stamped. Um, we have actual numbers to review. Pre-qualified is great, but it's not stating that we have actually seen the documentation required to know that if you really qualify. So I'm going based off credit score and the information that you've inputted, okay. which sometimes can be right and sometimes might not. A lot of people tend to put a lot less income than what they actually make on paper. Because they think it it's, won't they qualify? They or? typically net, like they're looking at what comes into oh, their bank account. You okay. So you might qualify for a little bit more by me seeing your documentation. And I yeah. might find different ways of qualifying. It gets... So it's very a lot very confusing, yeah. but there's a lot of information that we look at, and it's not just and it takes a little time to get it all done. But yeah. for the most part, you want a pre-approval if you just kind of want to see truly know. Hey, I'm gonna be looking for a house in the next two months. I really want to know what I qualify for. Right, right. So it makes your offer when you do put oh, yes. in an offer a lot stronger. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you need that letter um, mm -hmm. just to show that you're the real deal. Yeah. I mean, people are letting you into their homes. You know, they want to know. They deserve to they vet it. Yeah, they vetted, deserve you know. to understand that the people that are going there um, through their home have the capability of buying yeah. that home. You know, you don't want to go to a home and oh, I love this home, and then you realize you can't afford it. Oh man, <laughs> that's, that's not just fun. setting yourself up for some real disappointment. Yeah, it's not <laughs> so, fun. So again, and my goal obviously is to get you pre-approved for what you want to be, but also um, at the end of the day, I'm also there to help you make financial decisions. Right. So help guide you. Yeah. Um, I'm not here, you know, I'll give you lots of, op hopefully, um, my goal would be to give you lots of options. So most people do qualify for multiple types of loans. Right. So, um, if I can give you some options, like, Hey, depending on which home you pick, you might have two or three options. Right. And at the time that you put an offer, we'll figure out which one works best for your budget. Right. No, for mm -hmm. sure. Well, you've been doing this a long time. Long time. Yeah. Long time. So what? What is your, we have asked this of guests yeah. now, what is your favorite thing about your job? 
My favorite part, I, I'm, I'm a math nerd. I love doing uh, the math <laughs> part of it. That makes one of us. Because <laughs> that's I not love me. numbers. <laughs> um, no, but it's truly like um, when someone, I actually had a, an older couple who hadn't owned the home in quite some time. And I got a text from her the day of closing. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that we have a home again. So Aww. that's a great feeling. I love that. It's a great feeling. They went through some financial hardship the last couple of years. And they moved to Texas. And, I mean, it's just a little bitty house out in, out in the country. And yeah. she's very, very happy. So that that's the best part of it. The the playing with the numbers is my other part. I, it's a big puzzle. Yeah. What I do is a truly a big puzzle a lot of the time. Um but helping people. I mean, I yeah. I have to figure out a way in, in the corporate world to still feel like I'm serving someone. So hopefully this is helps take out some of the anxiety Yeah, a lot of people have when they purchase a home because they just don't know what's happening. Right. Um, and hopefully help them feel like they're making a good decision in, in, in buying a home. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Every time we talk about it, I learn something new. <laughs> so I feel <laughs> well, like okay, that's, that's always a good thing. Yeah. So, okay. Well, that was the uh, fourth episode of the Working Moms of San Antonio yeah. podcast. We're Erica Radis. And, and I'm Marie Lifschultz. Marie Lifschultz. <laughs> Um, and we're your friends in residential real estate. So we hope that you found this in, informative and that you tune in, you know, next week. So we'll just yeah. see you then. And if you have any questions, please reach out to us. We'd love to help. Definitely. All right. Thanks so thanks, much. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Working Moms of San Antonio podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media at our respective Instagram accounts or join our Working Moms of San Antonio Facebook group. Those links can be found in our episode description. If you have an episode topic suggestion or question, please email us at office at radisagent.com. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. See you next week. <laughs>